Welcome back, everyone. Hopefully you're enjoying the summer season wherever you are. Uh, this is an interview I did today with a friend of mine. Uh, he's from Australia. He's a young dude making some big things happen. And he's got a really inspiring story how he went from doing cocaine for breakfast, drinking like a madman and attempting suicide at a very young age to now being a health coach and really helping people live their best uh, lives through healthy lifestyles, becoming entrepreneurs. He's just like a really inspiring dude. He's 23 years old. He's basically semi-retired living in Bali. I spent a month with him there, hanging out all the time. And his story is just something that's super, super inspiring, showing that wherever you're at in your life, if you are young, old, doing drugs, depressed, wherever you're at, you can change. You can really have the power to basically hit a switch, make some different lifestyle choices, and turn your life around. So I apologize. The audio is not very good on this episode because we were outside and we, were using, um, we weren't using a mic. So I apologize for that. It's kind of quiet. So just turn up your, your sound as uh, loud as it goes. And as always, this video is on YouTube. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, just check out Quentin Carlin on YouTube and go ahead, share this uh, episode on your social media or send it to a friend. And if you haven't done so yet, please go ahead and use, leave a uh, five-star review on iTunes. And I've got new episodes coming out every week. So make sure you're subscribed on your favorite platform for listening to podcasts. So without further ado, here is Mr. Morgan Nelson. Enjoy. Australia, Mr. Morgan Nelson, and I met Morgan uh, about two weeks ago at a men's group meetup that I've been going to here in Bali, which has been phenomenal, just like the quality of dudes that are just kind of there has been such a cool way to come to a new country and get plugged into a great community. So uh, Morgan has an incredible story. He went from being a carpenter at the age of, how old were you? Uh, I started at 18. Started at 18 and was able to be able to go from a carpenter at age 18 to retiring at age 23 and living full-time here in Bali, Indonesia. So Morgan's got a really, really inspirational story, and we're going to kind of talk about the mindset and the methods that he's used to create a whole 180-degree turnaround in his life and live the lifestyle that most dudes dream about. So Morgan, yeah. what's up, buddy? What's up? Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, <laughs> man. Absolutely. We've spent a lot of time together over the last couple of weeks. And yeah, we've, uh, had, we've had some bro dates this week. Yeah, we, we went on a very romantic spa date on our first uh, first hangout. That was our first date. Yeah. We yeah. went straight for the spa. Yeah, went right to the hot tub, <laughs> the cold tub, and then massage. And they're like, do you want a couple's massage? And we're like, so not just yet. Yeah. We're not at that level yet. Yeah. But this week we're going for it. Yeah. yeah we're, <laughs> we're moving fast. That's how we do it. So, dude, what's been going on? You've been living in Bali for a year. You're from the Gold Coast in Australia, which is like one of my favorite places mm -hmm. like I've ever been. <coughs> and you've been here basically living the digital nomad lifestyle. How did you go from carpenter to doing what you're doing now? Yeah, so I've <coughs> been living here in Bali now a year. But we'll, we'll just back it up. You intervene. You ask the question. Go whatever way you want it to go. Yeah. Um, but... It started, you know, I, I, fin I finished school, I finished, I went all the way to year 12, um, purely for the party, 
uh, you know, the weekend parties were amazing, the community, the culture, the friends and everything at school was just so much fun. Uh, I was never academically good at all, uh, except for in music and sports. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so in, in Australia, for any Aussies on this call, you kind of know that at this time, the end of year 12, you start talking about your OP score, your overall position score, and you kind of get judged off your grades through school, then you all sit this last final exam, and you pretty much end up with a number, and this number determines how successful you're going to be in life. And I, I sat all this test and everything, and I got one of the shittest scores. <laughs> one of the shittest well, what was your score? I think it was 19, which okay. and 25 is the worst, one's the best. Oh, okay, so it's the opposite, you want like a lower score. Yeah, okay. yeah, you want like, like you know, the ones, twos, are like surgeons, and like a lawyer to like a four, yeah. engineer, like a four or five, something like that, right? And I had no idea what I even wanted to do at all, and so we're all kind of like, uh, there's these big topics, everyone's getting stressed, and their parents got these expectations, and the university and all this shit, and, and I was just like, well, I, I'm not focusing on, I'm not getting tied up and stressed out and anything for what could happen in the future, I'm just getting present now and have fun, and that's all I did. I was scared about what's happening now, what I could control. And so the teachers were trying to prep us for the year, and, and they were kind of, I'll put a few dresses. So I, I kind of had like conversations with my teachers, and as the grades and stuff were going down, and I, then I got a an estimate of what my score would be. And they kind of said to me, they're like, look, Morgan, you might want to go and get a job, something you can build, maybe a mechanic or a building, something you can work with your hands, but you don't need to be that smart for. <laughs> and uh, and because I, I kind of wanted to like write stories and stuff, and and then they said to me, they're like, oh, oh forget that, Morgan. You 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 know, you definitely it's definitely not your forte to write, um, write or books and stories and things like that. And at 17, I didn't believe that shit. So I was like, well, screw these guys. I'm like, I'm definitely not going to go to university. So I just went and travelled, did Europe. And while I was in Europe, um, somebody offered me a position of being an apprentice carpenter. I said, hell yeah, like. That's all I was ever told, you know, if you want to be successful, go and work hard, you know, so as my, my dad always said, uh, you know, go get a good job, get an apprenticeship, finish the apprenticeship, get a good job, become the boss maybe one day, and that was kind of, you doing well, and um, came back, jumped into the apprenticeship, and I'm a, I'm a pretty fast learner, yeah. so I was 18, just came back from traveling Europe, having this freedom, and my job before that, I only worked three or four hours a day, and I got paid pretty well, because it was pretty cool, and my first day at work, my boss said to me, at nine hours into the day, he said, Morgan, I'm going to let you go home early today because it's your first day. Wow. I said, nine hours is early? And, I, and then I was just like driving home. I was, I was wrecked. I was like, this, what, what the hell? Like, is this really what people get excited about? And I was 18. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do for the next what, yeah, 40, years, 40 years or something. And I was like, that sucks. And I looked at everybody on the job site. And everybody was just miserable. You know, so... I tried to get excited as I could about it because there wasn't nothing that did change. So, but I was always kind of looking for different ways to create an extra income stream. And some were legal, some weren't so legal. Uh, one of my favorite things I used to do is I'd wait till everybody else was off the job site and I'd, just, I'd go and steal all these building supplies, throw them in the back of the truck, and sell them back on Gumtree, which is like the Craigslist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was how I'd make an extra income because when you're an apprentice, you make no money at all. It's like, like really, really next to no money. But so I was literally living paycheck to paycheck, and that was, that was sort of it. And when I was 18, uh, the, the people and stuff were around. All we knew how to do was like party and fight. And I remember one time, like we were so broke there. Um, I had, fit, like after I had to pay my bills and everything, I had $15 uh, 
that I'd keep for myself, and that might be like if I want to get lunch out on a Friday or something. And I got dumped one night by all these dudes, and they stole my wallet. Um, and they threw my wallet back to me because I had no money. Yeah. And I, I had this huge black eye, and um, like I turned this big fight, like uh, I think we won still, but I had this gigantic black eye, and like my whole body hurt and everything. I was like, oh, so can you swear on this? Yeah. So I was just like, those motherfuckers took my $15. I'm, you know, that was what meant the most to me. I was like, yeah. I was so pissed off. And um, and then that, that was kind of it, right? So like that that was just what it was. Like 15 bucks was just, it, it destroyed me the, yeah. the most. And then <coughs> I was always kind of looking for ways to make some extra money. And we had the opportunity to kind of go uh, work away in Australia. Where we get My boss told me that, hey, if you come up and work here, it's kind of like we're up in a mining town. Come up here and work here. We're gonna work 75 hour weeks. I'm gonna be paying you. You're gonna first year apprentice. I'm gonna pay you 25 bucks an hour. And I was just like, my eyes were like, that's amazing. Hell yeah, we're making lots of money. And I went up there and lied about everything to me. Kept me on the same pay. I had to pay my rent up there, my rent back on the Gold Coast, plus flight in and out every wow. every uh, two or three weeks just to keep my level of insanity. And so we're just in this shitty house and all these shitty people. Um, and you know, like after you work in a 12, 13 hour day, the only thing you want to do is come home and have a drink. And then at 18, I just developed a habit of coming home and drinking every single day. And I couldn't, I couldn't sleep unless I had like six or 10 beers. And you know, like the boss thankfully would just buy the beers every day and we'd just drink and drink and drink. And then next minute we were like, uh, get into like a lot of prescription drugs. I'm like, oh, okay, well like I can't sleep unless I literally get on all these like fistful of drugs and stuff every single day. Mm. And then I started realizing how much it was like slowing me down. And then we started, getting into a lot of cocaine but I was like well it was still like a it was a good balance so I was like come home work my like work my ass off come home drink a lot have a lot of pills sleep wake up I'm dead have a few lines I'm good to go through the, through the job site have a few more lines good to go you know and that was just that was the life so you'd be you'd be doing coke at work yeah where most people would be are doing coke to go and party but you're doing it to kind of get through the day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. you wow. know like it, it was between you know, the boss always just kind of had some, or um, so your boss was giving guys blow like at the, <laughs> on the job site. It wasn't. It wasn't always him. He was a bit stingy, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but it's like some of the other boys at at the job site, they made more money. Right. And I was kind of always just like, yeah, you apprentice, you know. Yeah. And um, <laughs> give me through drugs. Yeah, but, right. but or or it was I was like my we were working seventy five hours a week, right? And so I was making mm-hmm. like probably eight hundred dollars a week. Like it was only ten dollars an hour I was making. Because I was working 75 hours a week, I was ha- had a bit of extra cash, and that cash went to buy more drugs right. wow. <laughs> to yeah. survive, right? And that was just the soon enough we fell into that hole, and this affects everything. And um, what actually happened? I think it was my first like real heartbreak. Mm. Um, just this chick there. That'll and I do it. Yeah. That'll do it. Those <laughs> girls, man. Yeah, those man. girls. And um, but yeah, like this. Yeah. It was, that that's kind of what happened, and just of the course of everything, it was kind of like an escape. And I thought I thought I saw this new vision with this girl, and it'd be like an escape to reality. Maybe you're getting another job where she lived, all this stuff. And the next minute, just yeah, broke my heart, and it just completely destroyed my whole world. Like I, I that was my first mistake. Now knowing putting everything invested into this, mm. I was so vulnerable, and that amongst a lot of other things just led to massive, well, an attempted suicide while while I was there. And uh, that that really really messed shit up for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fact that I failed it, 
<laughs> so can I ask how how did you try it? Um, overdose I, drugs. Yeah. Overdose yeah. drugs. Yeah. Like prescription or cocaine? Yeah, or prescription ones. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And drinking like mixing kind of. Yeah. It was yeah. Ju- it was just a night. I think it was a Friday night, and uh, I think because yeah, the, the boss would leave every every few. Every few weeks, he'd go back home to see his family and stuff, and so he'd leave us up there to keep doing all the work. And, yeah, I I just, that was just when everything happened. I was just like, look, I'm alone. There's no one else here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just destroyed, went way into all, all the prescription pills and everything, drinking a shit ton. And the, the idea was kind of to actually just pass out, fall asleep, whatever, in the bus. Not like that. Yeah. And uh, I kind of actually, I, I got this tattooed on my bicep mm-hmm. when I was, Younger, but even when I'm falling, I'm flying. Mm. Before I went away with this, my whole mindset was always positive. See the positive in everything, optimistic. And I get this huge confliction. I'm like, well, then what the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you know? So I literally re- remember my own voice saying that over and over and over. Like, what are you doing? Are you falling or flying? And I was like, and I remember actually just getting out of the bus. I grabbed this bus and passed out in the bus on the bathroom floor. Wow. <coughs> and then that, that, uh, that whole thing stayed for a little bit longer and it was another kind of half attempt kind of thing and I remember just like sort of falling over and, and smashing my head and like uh, fucking my nose up and like bleeding and shit and that was the point where I was like you know what this is just as fucked I'm gonna end this here because look get out of this area this sucks I don't give a fuck about anything and I just went back home and put myself in like my own mini rehab mm. and I just went to my room and I didn't tell my parents any of this um, and I, d- I didn't drink, I didn't touch anything, I didn't go out and party, I didn't do anything for about four to five weeks. Mm-hmm. And then I just I just sort of got back to basics. I'm like, what I used to, st- I started like exercising and stuff, you know, eating healthy foods, doing things for my body that made me feel happier about myself and, and, and things like that. And then a cou- couple of years kept going on, you know, kept partying. And um, this this whole thing from like, honestly, like 17 through till 21, 22 was like heavily into partying and and fighting. That was a huge thing, that yeah. spiral. I don't know why. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, um, 21, I was 21, and, and I was just at work, I was two years into my apprenticeship, and I just saw a friend online, like, and here I am making, like, $11 an hour, $12 an hour, hating everything, because I wanted to just be traveling and, and doing more stuff. But this thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then, yeah, so a, a friend reached out to me and he said, he said, hey, you should jump on these products. I've been, I've been using them. They're freaking amazing. I got a lot more energy and everything like that. And I said, well, I need energy. I live off coffee and energy drinks. Um, give it to me. That's like the two most unhealthy things ever. Yeah, like, energy you know, but I was crazy. I, I, yeah, was, yeah. I, was, I was getting up at 3.30 in the morning. I was coming wow. home at 5.30, 6 o'clock at night. That's crazy. Wow, yeah. Um, you know, and it was driving an hour, hour and a half to work. And if I didn't have three coffees before I got in the car, I'd fall asleep at the wheel. Wow. You know, like, there's so many times I'd be like, I nearly hit the guardrail, right? It was just yeah. like, yeah. <coughs> like, getting to work was like a mission. It was like like an accomplishment. I was like, yes! Yeah. Fall asleep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's been some days I got to work, and I can't even remember how I got there. Wow. Like, like having microphones. It's just crazy. I, I, don't, I don't know why. I don't y- know why. You know what other professions really bad for that? Doctors. You know, I was dating a doctor for a while, and yeah. she would just be, like, blacking out, like, not remembering anything at work. You know, I'm like, you're a doctor. Like, doctors are, like, some of the most unhealthy people like in the they profession yeah well, well it's not just that too it's just like their their work hours they work for like 40 like you know like 30 hours in a row or something like that it's insane That's so nice. yeah sorry to interrupt so yeah so yeah, your yeah. body so, so your body's like let's get you healthy let's change your lifestyle let's get you you know yeah and he started showing around. me some self-development things yeah start listening to some simple shit like some gym running things you're some of the five people you hang around with the most 
that was the first thing. There's there's almost like three main things that I, I, I heard and thought of going first things. It was kinda like positive thoughts will give you a positive lifestyle. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. Simple. Yeah. But why am I doing it? And then the second one was with some of the five people you hang around with the most. And the third one was don't take advice from somebody you wouldn't take business with. And so naturally, so the product he got me on was with a network marketing company. Mm-hmm. 21 years old, I had no idea about any of it, but he showed me this plan how we can make some money on the side and, and all this. And I, and I was like, boom, makes sense. Let's do it. Let's help some people. Let's get on it. I was super shit, super, super shit in my first year of doing it. Like, you are at anything. Yeah. But I kind of had this long-term vision of like, I saw what was possible. I saw people in the room making six figures, seven figures. And I was like, man, well, if they can do it, I can do it. Like, I'm not going to give this pity party. I'm not good enough. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough now, but I know I can learn. You can learn anything. You can learn the skills. And so I just kind of put into that. I'm like, look, the next four years are going to come anyway. I'm going to be 25 one day. I'm either going to be a qualified counselor making 40 bucks an hour on a best day, or I could be out of the job site living in Bali or somewhere, right? <laughs> you can see which direction I'm You can see what happened from there. <laughs> yeah, right. And, um, yeah, so I, I just jumped onto it. And naturally, I came home, told my parents, and it was my stepdad that was kind of like, um, oh, yeah, that shit doesn't work and all mm-hmm. that crap, you know. Meanwhile, this guy was like, um, <coughs> you know, like, he had, n- he had nothing going for him. He, right, yeah, yeah. he didn't have a job or anything like that. And he was trying to give me business advice. And I, and I just remember that. Don't take advice from someone you wouldn't take business with. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, thanks for your opinion, but not needed here at all. And then, you know, I started building it, building it, working, failing just a lot and a lot and a lot. And then it was about two and a half year mark where my girlfriend, she's American, she got deported from Australia. Um, and that happened at the most perfect time. She called me up and she was in a jail cell at immigration, crying, saying, oh, we're getting kicked out. Oh. It, it, it was really like emotional, it was, it was pretty crazy. And half of me was like worried for her. And the other half of me was actually really excited. Because yeah. I knew exactly, I just knew straight away, I was like, isn't the universe just so funny how when you declare you want something, your intentions are so clear, and you made a committed decision to creating this life here, that will always happen. You'll always get what you're focusing on. You, what you focus on, you find. But you can never, you never know how to connect the dots looking forward. You can only mm-hmm. connect the dots looking back, right? Yeah. So when I say I want all this, I didn't know it would have taken Cameron getting deported and having her whole life freaking taken away from her. So right. I got excited thinking, you know, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to quit my job today and I'm moving to LA. Wow. And that's what I did. So I quit my job and I, I hired out some shit in Australia and I moved to LA about five or six weeks later. And then I helped her get started on her network marketing business, and she's grown this into an epic income now. We've traveled the States, I've traveled Europe, and we live in this amazing beach town in Mexico, where I always wanted to live in Mexico. And and now after this year to Bali, so we've been in Bali for the last 12 months. We've just signed a contract in a villa for another 12 months. And you know now, now I've grown into this multiple six-figure income. I've, um, I'm the number one income earner in our company under 25. And you know, soon, soon, the the goal, my intention, is to be the youngest millionaire in the company. Dude, that's amazing. That's so cool. And the thing that's really inspiring about your story is the person you've become from it. You know, like imagine if you just stayed in your comfort zone, doing this job that you hated, and then you'd still be in that same mindset. You'd still be in that same influence of people that are just doing coke all the time, going to work, drinking, you know, and here you are, we both kind of said that we've kind of stopped drinking and living a healthier lifestyle and stuff, so it's just been so cool to hear your story about how you just had that one decision to say, hey, this is going to happen with or without, um, I'm going to be 25 with or without doing this, I'm going to make this mistake, but as long as I'm doing this, I'm growing and I'm developing skill set, 
that can set me up to where I want to go mm -hmm. and not just do the default plan that most people do to just kind of settle with something that they hate doing. Yeah. So that's so cool, man. That's so cool. I know that your girlfriend is just like, you know, rocking it too. You guys are like a power Crushing couple. It. You guys are like yeah. a power couple. Got it. You know, it, it's really cool hearing stories like this from so many people that come on with different businesses and different backgrounds that kind of just create the lifestyle of their dreams <coughs> because they made the choice to. Yeah. Well, the, the funny thing is, like, you know, I just finished doing this uh, like four-day event that's called Crossing. We've put all the science and everything into it and it made so much sense to me now. I've always been such a visionary person and I guess I always kind of held on to my dreams. Like this big tattoo on my chest says dream out loud. I got it with a fake ID when I was 17. <laughs> and because that just made so much sense to me back then, I was like, dream out loud. My whole life purpose, because at 17, I had no idea what I wanted to do. Teachers tell me I couldn't do this, couldn't do this. Mind you, I've written a book, mm. right? Uh, I haven't published it yet. I will. I've some brain for that time. But, you know, and here they are telling me I can't do this, can't do this. I'm only going to be successful if I'm a builder and all this shit. Now I make probably five times as much as the highest paid teacher at my school. It's funny. Right. And, you know, so at, at school, all I knew was, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to do, but all I want to do is live a life of my wildest dreams. Just mm. have so much fun in life, you know? So, and what I've realized now, the whole how the manifestation thing works, is you don't never have to know the how of anything. As long as you're so clear and you can visualize everything you want, even if it's the most wildest things. I'm 25 years old. I, I quit my job, financially free on six figures at 23, in yeah. the visually, right? I don't, like, I, I could fall asleep the rest of my life and, and still make residual income, right? Yeah. But I n at 18, if someone told me that, I never would have made, never, I never would have been like, how the hell would I do that, right? The thing is, if you can visualize it and really, really get so clear and make a committed decision to achieving that life and that vision no matter what, no matter what, that's that's the key, like committed decision. Mm -hmm. I, was, I had a full committed decision from the age of 17, 18, to live an amazing life, islands, beaches, that's all I ever imagined, palm trees, beaches, cool people, fun, like not stress, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. abundant, right? That's all yeah. I always visualized. So if you've always got such a clear direction of the end goal and where you get to go, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter how you get there because it's all, it's, there's always going to be, you know, how the universe works when you're so committed and you're on this level, things like Cameron getting deported happen for you. Mm -hmm. Like life happens for us, not to us. So mm -hmm. when shit things happen, when something really shit happens to me, I get really excited. It's really weird. And people are like, fuck, you know, they get really angry about shit. And I'm yeah. like, I get so really excited. Cause I'm like, well, why did that happen, man? Like that's so <laughs> fucked up. Why would that happen? Isn't that crazy? Like imagine what's going to happen from now. From now, yeah. You know, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. most crazy shit, you know, like, you know, if I never got into all those drugs and shit back when I was 18, 19 and tried to, do all that shit, then I don't know if I'd be doing this. Because it really took me to that level where I was like, I never want to do that again. Yeah. So, like, maybe that had to happen to put me this way. So, everything's happened for us. And I just get so yeah. excited on that journey now. So, when you're so committed and, in like, in tune with this vision, like, I see it as, like, imagine you're, like, on a racetrack and you know there's a finish line. You know it's there and you know it's going to come. If you're just so serious and you know that that vision's there, then it doesn't matter what happens in between at all. It doesn't matter if it takes you five years or ten years or one year to get there. You know it's coming no matter what. And the thing is, if someone throws a hurdle down, if you run on a meter, 800 meter track and you're going to the end, someone puts down a hurdle, what are you going to do? If you, if you know that there's, like, let's say a million dollars at the end of that, exactly. and you know it's there, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're going to push it over, break it, throw it out of the way, go under, you do anything you possibly can and just move forward and just keep going. Because yeah. you know it's there. Yeah. You're so certain. 
where let's flip it and let's pretend if people are going through life and they don't want to actually take a second to visualize and think about what they really want and a hurdle comes, mm. now what do they do? They'll get confused, they'll stop, they'll get lost, they'll turn, go another direction. So it's like, let's say like we're standing on an 800 meter racetrack and I say to you, run around this as fast as you can and we get to the end and give you a million dollars. As fast as you can, go. And then I throw a hurdle down. You'll throw it or whatever. Because yeah. right, you know it's there, you know why you're going. And then as opposed to if I said, all right, run anywhere you can in a straight line on this track, go. And you're like, well, where should I go? And I'm like, well, you're, you're smart, Quinn, just figure it out, go wherever you want. We start running and then I throw a hurdle down and then you're like, uh, I'm gonna go this way now. Yeah. So you just change direction. And that's what people are doing all the time. They have no clear direction on where they're going and what they want to do. And as soon as a hurdle comes, they change direction. Or maybe this wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe this wasn't for me. Or maybe the universe or higher power, whatever, is working for you and throwing all these things in your way to shape you and build you and make you stronger or send you in, in the right direction. Well, I think that, that you just laid down so many gold nuggets there of just mindset kind of leveling up and mm-hmm. taking a look at what could be you know, a misfortune to being a fortune. What I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that what you said, what I really liked, what you said too, is that you have a long-term plan for it. So like building businesses like this is not like getting rich quick overnight, but just be- being committed, stay the path. It's it's a marathon, not a sprint. But you have the compounding effect that when you do keep showing up day in and day out and having a solid DMO, daily methods of operation, just following the path, things start to happen, and you get this compounding effect. Like you said, after like you know, four years in a business like this, even sooner, you have systems and people in place to kind of give you this long-term residual income mm-hmm. that now allows you to live wherever you want, do whatever you want with who you ever you want, which is kind of like literally living the dream. So I think that people have perceptions of what the right way to live or the right kind of business to start. There's really no right or wrong for anybody but you want to look at what is the end result that you want. Yeah. You know, when a lot of people start a business, like I've got a lot of friends who have franchises, but really with a franchise, you're basically buying a really stressful, expensive job because you yeah. have all this overhead, you've got all these employees to depend on you, stuff, you've stuff, got staff, yeah. rent, all this stuff. But with a business model like this, you know, you are literally kind of like the middleman and you have these leverage without having to put down any of the down payments or upfront overhead which yeah. is just like amazing yeah and that's what I've, i think it was funny like when you said the other day like when people you know ask you what you do and you're like oh i work with a network marketing company and then they might have a positive opinion about that or a negative opinion but you're like how can you have a negative opinion about something that's like changed my life yeah you know what i mean so it's uh it's it's people it's funny man Pe- people just it's just like you think people just there's things we think we know, and there's things we know we know, mm-hmm. and there's things you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And it's just people think they know what they know a lot of things and without, and they just kind of make up. Because the funniest thing about mind is our subconscious brain, you know, whatever you feed subconscious mind mm-hmm. will consciously well, become real. Yeah. We Well, we think it's real. Like, you know, if you download all this information, creating the story on your subconscious mind, creates feelings in your body and you act on those feelings and therefore you're looking through life with these goggles on yeah that's not even fucking real yeah. like this shit was made up in our head and it's so funny that people but this happens in, in everything with it it's not just no less masters it's just like that's why I, I hate gossip I, I'm like gossip repellent no yeah, one yeah, talks yeah. shit about anyone around me because I just it doesn't happen because sure. I hate people 
come and tell me their opinion on something because I know it's going to go into my brain mm. and I'm going to form this opinion on somebody else and look through my vision at them from their at vision that, and yeah. it's not even real yeah. and you know so like I'm all about like getting like your own experience on things like the only the best way to ever truly understand anything is to go inside yourself yeah make up your own facts about yeah, it yeah for sure yeah yeah well that's really good <coughs> and that's one of the things I like a lot about where we connected this men's group you know like we have this men's group that we go to on Monday nights here in Bali and just really really cool it's just real dudes sharing real life situations and the whole thing around that is confidentiality you know like mm -hmm. whatever is said in this group and in the space stays in this group and in the space and I think that when you have communication with that with that expectation people can really be a lot more real because they're not afraid of oh what's she gonna say to him or how is this gonna be perceived it's just people just being totally open and honest which is so rare in society you know and I think that's why people really value that community so much mm -hmm. because it is such a you know it, it's not it, it doesn't happen in the quote-unquote real world yeah you know so I think that that's really cool to uh, have spaces like that and it, it really is a rare to form deep relationships with guys, you know, yeah. it's awesome. So, well, that's rad, man. Um, anything that you want to share, kind of wrap this up? Like, I know you, you just kind of shared, <laughs> like, your whole life saga, which is an incredible story, and I know you're speaking on stages, you're working with guys like Joel Brown, and a lot of inspirational leaders around the world, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, any anything you want to leave? How can people reach out and kind of connect with you or, you know, yep. get into what you're doing? Uh, reach out and connect if I'm Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is Morgan T. Nelson. Uh, and you'll find me on Facebook through my bio and Instagram. Um, uh, I'll, I'll have those links below here. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll put them in. Um, I just back on what we were saying about the whole like manifesting and creating. Like, when you really grasp that, anything you can literally visualize and create in your head, you can achieve. Uh, life just gets really fun. Yeah. And so me and Cameron went on this holiday to another little island here in Indonesia a little while ago. New Island Open, and it was incredible. And we stayed at this five-star resort, super expensive, six hundred bucks a night or some shit. And we were there, and you know, just it just wasn't that. It wasn't six hundred dollars a night quality. And I hate complaining and shit. I I hate complaining, justifying, blaming. It's my rules. And so when we were there, I was just like. Yeah, like, well, let it slide, let it slide, let it slide, and things kept sliding, and then um, something happened, and then it they came down to us, and they're like, oh, look, we feel really sorry that all these things keep going wrong. Um, hey, we put dinner on the house tonight, you guys come down and have a few free dinner. And I said to Cameron, I'm like, I wonder if things, like, I wonder if they're going to make, because it, it just opened as well. I'm like, they need a good reputation. I'm like, how cool would it be? I'm like, hey, let's just manifest Daniel Street with this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm not going to say anything. I'm not asking for money back. I'm not going to dick it. So I'm like, let's just see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and um, like I was saying before, you you will always get what you visualize on and want to create in your head, but the journey there is never <laughs> what you always wanted to be. So we go down to the seafood dinner, and it was it was amazing. Then we get back to the, to the hotel, and I couldn't sleep that night. I was getting cold sweats and everything. The next day I was bedridden. I had the worst uh, seafood poisoning of my wow. life, man. I was fucked up. <laughs> they had a doctor come out, IV drip and everything. Here wow. they are. They're like, nothing's gone wrong for these guys. Nothing's gone right for these guys all week. And I was just like, they're like, oh, look, we, we're going to give you half your money back. And I was just like, dude, like, it's cool. I was like, come over. Yeah. I, like, I, I don't give a shit. I was like, just fix this. Like, yeah. It's annoying. Um, and then we checked out and they're like, oh, we're giving all your money back. Wow. And I was 
like, well, hey, we got what we, we got wanted. What we wanted but <laughs> if, only you, yeah. if only you can choose the journey. So I think that's honestly what stops so many people from going out and creating everything they want because they get too focused on how they're going to create it. Mm. You will never, ever be able to look forward at what you want and connect the de- dots looking forward. I think there's a quote by Steve Jobs or something about that. But but if you can always just create what you want in your head and you're so clear on it, you know, and you get so emotionally engaged with it mm. and you make a committed decision to go on creating that life amongst everything else. Like, don't listen to the people's, other people's opinions, don't, don't take any, you know what you know and you don't go and create that. And when you're so on a committed decision to do that, life is working for you instead of put things in your way that just happen for you to move you closer and closer to do that. It's just not always a fun journey sometimes. There's always a good story. So uh, you always know the end line, the finish line is always there. You just might fall over and smash your face a few times. But, but, that, but that's what hospitals are for. That's what it's <laughs> for. You get travel insurance and you're all good. Well, that's, that's, a good, that's a good place to have this finish line here for that yeah. story, man. That was amazing, dude. <laughs> and uh, I just want to acknowledge you for just showing up in, in just like this bright light, you know, like with the, in the men's group, you're just like super positive and really outgoing. And just when I first got here to Bali, you were like, hey, we're going to go on this, you know, spa thing. And then we're going to show you around these restaurants okay. and this stuff. And now you're going to show me the secret place you've been telling yeah. me about right behind yeah, here. Yeah, so, let's go do that. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm just really looking forward to, uh, you know, continuing on this journey and seeing where uh, the paths take us, man. So yeah, awesome. thanks so much for your time. Thank you so much. And hanging out. I can't wait and to see it. See this whole thing and everything that you've got to create coming yeah. up as well. Yeah, well, absolutely. Can't wait to see what you've got, what you've got in your yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna be what already has been a, a wild, wild uh, journey. Yeah. It's been awesome. So I'm just getting better and better. So yeah, I'll have your links below for people to definitely connect with you. Your other kind of great stuff going on and the things that you offer to the world is yeah. just phenomenal. Just getting warmed so up. Just the the prelude here. So up. we'll have to have you back <laughs> on next time. Wherever we meet up in the Let's world. Let's talk in so 24 months. Yeah. We'll do, dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, Thanks again for tuning in. If, if you like this, as usual, <coughs> go ahead, share it with a friend, subscribe, and make it a great day. See you on the next episode coming soon.